host, Harla Nivens. Welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. My name is Carla Nivens. I am your host. This show is a, love, is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can get all the great information about Love Ministries as you head to their website. Go to loveministriesbills.org. Everything you need to know about Love Ministries is there. You can also go to my website, carlanivens.com. Carla is spelled with a K. Well, I am so excited to welcome um, two of my friends. This is this show is going to represent actually a really good look at, um, at my life. My job at Highland Park United Methodist Church, which I talk about all the time on the show, is um, really at the um, crux of who I am and um, allows me to work into my calling um, as is my volunteer work with Love Ministries and also this show, Every Heart, Every Woman. But I truly love when my worlds collide and um, it really makes my heart sing. So I get to do that today on this show. I am welcoming two of my friends, Amy Bells. I'm welcoming back Amy Bells to the show and welcoming for the first time Arang Sistuli. Let me tell you a little bit about um, my friends. Let's start with Amy. Amy was born and raised in Highland Park, Texas. She is a lifelong member of Highland Park United Methodist Church. And by that, I mean, she has volunteered for almost about every single department um, in a major way um, in the church through the years. She is a small group leader, a Sunday school teacher, a Bible school chair, a community and school volunteer. Uh, she has pilgrimed to Israel. She is the hostess with the mostest. That is absolutely true. She's the mother of three awesome boys. The wife to an honorary cornerstone worship leader. If you know Jason Bells, you know why we are just okay with calling him honorary. That <laughs> describes him very well. Um, he is also a music songwriter and a financial planner. Amy is a child of God. She is growing more and more into her authentic self with every passing day. And here's one more great fact about Amy Bells. She is one of the top 10 funniest Christians that you'd actually like to hang out with. So Amy, we're so excited that you are here. Welcome back to the Every Heart, Every Woman show. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. And now let's welcome for the first time Arang Sistuli. Arang is also one of my friends. She is the serving ministry lead with the Impact Team at Highland Park United Methodist Church. In this role, she connects people based on their spiritual gifts and passions with volunteer opportunities within the church, locally and globally, as people move through their faith journey. One other thing that really um, I feel like I am trying to live up to with Aram, she is a founding member of the Orchid Giving Circle. Uh, check out the Orchid Giving Circle. They are a nonprofit organization that provides grants and advocates for the underserved Asian community in the North Texas area. Arang is a strong supporter of issues of diversity and inclusivity. 
Arang is a member for, um, is, is also a mentor for young women and advocates for children's education. She and her husband, Joe, live in Dallas and Joe is an educator um, in the Dallas area. And they have a daughter, Christina, and a son, Joey. Arang, welcome to the Every Heart, Every Woman show for the first time. We are so excited that you are here and happy to have a great conversation with you. Well, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, everyone, I've invited two of my friends here to talk today because we are about to um, embark on this new journey. As you all know that I've talked so much on the show about um, the seasons of my life that have changed. And now I am building the racial justice ministry at Highland Park United Methodist Church. And the three, um, the three of us all together, we formed a team. We are taking a group of 20 individuals on a civil rights pilgrimage. This is going to be the first uh, pilgrimage for adults at our church. And we are so blessed that the Lord has called us to that in this um, season of life. And um, I'll include the, the, the way to sign up for the pilgrimage with um, as, as I post this show, but I want to kind of give you, our listeners, a feel of what the pilgrimage is, why the three of us um, feel called to this in this ministry, um, exactly, and especially right now in the climate that we are living into. So, um, Arang, let's start with you. We, we went on the pilgrimage, we kind of went and we scouted it all out and we looked at every single thing that we could possibly look at. And um, we had some adventures, one, and we got stuck and locked in a parking lot. Yeah. And uh, we did not realize that we were at one museum and uh, we're in a rented car. And uh, I don't know if I should say that or not, but we're in, they, they didn't get in contact with us. So the car was fine, everyone. The car was fine and we are fine. But um, we they locked the, the gates to the parking lot and we had gone across the street to scout a, um, a restaurant, Central Barbecue. We just left our car in the parking lot to the museum thinking, you know, we're just, the restaurant is right there. We'll be okay. When we get back, from eating every single thing we can think of to eat at Central Barbecue. Cause of course we're gonna be taking a group of 20 people here. We need to have a good uh, idea of <laughs> how the food tastes. At least that's the, the message we sold ourselves. So we ordered all this food, we eat, we have a good time. We're having a great conversation, talking about the trip. We leave from Central Barbecue and realize our car is stuck in the parking lot. And uh, thank goodness there was a good Samaritan walking by um, to help us figure out how to jump the curve and get our car <laughs> out of the parking lot. So we just had a good time, but we've just returned around from scouting this pilgrimage. How would you say the pilgrimage challenged your thinking or any misconceptions that you had um, about um, different races and about different cultures um, before you journeyed on this trip with us? I would say um, what I learned about uh, civil rights history was in my history classes, and that was probably 
decades ago, and I didn't really revisit it. I wasn't a history major. Um, and then I got bits and pieces from, let's say, any kind of um, news story or revisit on MLK Day, right? Um, and it's always the same message or the same visuals, but I didn't know the depth and um, the uh, severity of the problem, the day-to-day -day life of African-Americans back then, the day-to-day -day life of um, white people back then and what was, um, you know, you just kind of hear about it and go, oh, that's too bad. But to actually be there and immerse yourself in it, you really do feel it. And um, that was one of the biggest challenges was just um, understanding that it actually existed to the depth and duration that right. it did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. Amy, how about you? What, 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 you know, how did this challenge your, your thinking or your misconceptions? Well, thinking about it, I mean, I think what it challenged me to do was walk the walk, you know, walk where these things happened. And I think, you know, we had prepared ourselves with watching documentaries, reading different books, and that's all fine kind of in print and on television and, you know, watching it, but to be there and to feel it and to touch it and to listen to people who were who are more involved, maybe they weren't there during that exact time, but they live it. And so I think for me, that's what was so meaningful and challenging was, you know, really walking the walk and being there. And I just don't know that you can understand history until you do that, until you touch it and feel it and immerse yourself in it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I do not call myself a history buff. And in, in fact, I don't, I, when I was in school, I don't know how you all felt. I, you know, I would say the history was probably my least favorite um, subject, but, and I've heard stories from my mom and my dad and my grandmothers it was a whole different ball game actually standing there, um, you know, walking in the footsteps that people have walked in and looking and, and feeling and hearing the sounds of, um, of, of what went on back then in the civil rights movement and like stepping into history. I didn't really, really, really get it, even as an African-American woman who, um, my family has focused on the work of diversity and equity and, and inclusion all of, all of my life that I can think of. Um, it, it's, it's so different. So we, I don't know, we, you know, we, we walked away thinking, oh my goodness, like we just, we, we, I don't know, like you said, Amy, which we, we did prepare ourselves, but we weren't prepared. Like <laughs> it's, it's different actually being there. So let me ask you all, I, I said that I'm not truly a history buff. I think as I get older, I'm becoming more and more a history buff, um, especially when it, when it pertains to the Bible. I wanna know more and more about 
um, the Bible and, you know, dig back into old books that when I was younger thought that book is too big and stodgy, you know, to read. And especially about um, learning about different cultures. I've always loved to learn about different cultures. I'm becoming more of a history buff. But Aron, let's start with you. Are you a history buff? And why is it important for you to personal, you know, like especially just answer this question for you. Why should you take this trip um, through history, take this journey through history? Well, for me personally, um, as an Asian American, um, it, it puts into context the rights that I get to enjoy within the civil rights history of African Americans back then. So the rights that I get to enjoy is heavily predicated on what had happened then. So to be able to go back there and see all the heavy work, um, the planning, the sacrifices, the um, behavior, the culture, the, um, the anti-minority culture as well, um, to see it from the very beginning just puts my rights and my freedoms in perspective um, and in that context. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I think we don't, um, African-Americans, we probably don't think about as much, you know, how, how all of our cultures are intertwined and in rights that one um, race um, in, enjoys and, or not even race, because, you know, some of these things we are also fighting for, for women and, and still fighting. So it, it could be gender, you know, it could be, um, you know, a, a myriad of things, of different walks of life, different cultures. One thing that um, African-Americans fought for opens the door for different um, races and different cultures. Amy, how about you? Are, are you a history buff? And why is it important for you personally to take this journey? Um, I would agree with you and kind of, you know, in the past, I have not been a history buff. Um, Jason was a history major and he reads everything on every piece of history. Mm -hmm. um, that is not me. But what I feel called to by God is that God has truly, you know, built me and built all of us for relationship. Um, what I love is I'm growing older and um, growing in my faith is what I love about faith is making it more personal. So like when I hear someone's life lived out, just like a scripture says, when I hear someone describe, um, you know, what the Hebrew word really meant in a scripture, I love those details. I love making it more personal and going on the trip. That's what happened for me. Um, it's making these things more personal and learning the stories and again, being right there in, in the places these happen, this all happened, these different situations, whether it's in Little Rock at Central High School and then driving down to see Dunbar High School. I mean, you are right there. It just makes it more personal. And I feel like that's what God is calling us to do is make things that are on our heart more personal and not just reading and not just thinking about them, but being there. Um, so that's where the history for me is I'm reading all of this, but I love when we get to meet the people who are right there and, and really step into where these stories happened. Yeah. I, I love that, Amy. And, and I think that is 
um, one of the one of the main purposes I think that our church, you know, why our church is stepping out to say that we think, um, in you know, in this season of life, and probably for you know maybe even you know moving on um, forward, that it is important that we love and understand each other well, like it 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 magnifies the witness that we have as Christians to the world when we're saying we know each other's backgrounds. We, we have learned the details. We have gone backwards and we've learned some things that help us move forward in loving each other well so that we can link arms. I say this all the time that we can link arms and reach the world for the good of the kingdom of God. Um, I don't know if, you know, if, we can do that if we don't know each other's struggle, if we don't go backwards um, and, and learn these things. So I love that. The, the point of this is loving, is loving well, is um, following our calling in Jesus Christ, the mandate that God has put on our, um, our lives as individuals and on, on, our, um, on our mission as a church. So Arong, let's let let's start with you. What do you think is special or unique about this particular trip? Because we will spend two um, two nights in Memphis. We spend two nights in in Memphis, and then we go to Little Rock. Spend one night in Little Rock, and then we come um, come back to uh, to Dallas, or for me um, to Houston. So it, you don't have to live in Dallas to be able to go on this. <laughs> pilgrimage with us. What do you think is special and unique about this particular trip? What I like about this trip, um, when we went and scouted, it was the three of us. And um, three was even more than just me going by myself and just having my own thoughts um, and uh, just sitting in my own brain. But um, this particular trip where we'll be going as a group You'll, you'll be in the comfort of being with like-minded people that want to know. And on top of that, God will be there because this is a, a trip through our church. And we will have prayed about it, prayed about the planning process, prayed over our guests and um, the entire experience. Um, that, I think, is what makes it particularly unique because we'll all feel safe. Uh, we know that we're going there with the best intentions to learn and understand rather than going there, of course, with the same intentions individually. But now we can bounce these ideas and thoughts and even process that with like-minded people. And that is always powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Amy, how about for you? Um, what do you think is special and unique about <clears throat> Um, well, I agree with the wrong, and I really like the idea of a small group of people, a safe environment where there's going to be time to process and talk. I think it's also a fun trip. It is a lot of information mixed in with a lot of just, just real Memphis, especially in Little Rock are just neat um, places to visit. Um, the history, it, th these places are so well done and so, but, but it's fun. I mean, Beale Street is fun and exciting. The soul food that we're going to eat, the amount of sweet tea that we're going to drink, you know, it, it will, there will be a nice mixture of, of fun. And, and I think to, 
absorb and get all of this because it is a lot of heavy information. I mean, you have to have a slice of coconut cream pie to get all that to really to to feel that love and to and to get it because it's a lot. And so I feel like what we've planned is a really nice balance mm-hmm. um, with these friends. And I think we're all going to walk away with new best friends. Right, right. This is not, so when we say 20 people, we mean 20 people. This is not going to be 150 people. Um, This is going to be 20 people taking this pilgrimage together. And um, we found that, I mean, we, man, we gabbed the whole time. Like, and you have to, as you're taking in what you take in, you, you, you are going to process, you're going to think your heart is going to be touched. You're going to be changed. Um, and you're going to have, you're going to want to, uh, process that in, in different ways. You're going to want to talk it through. So it's, it's going to be, you know, such, such a great journey. And, and Amy, you're right. Like we, we figured it out that there's got to be this balance of time, you know, downtime and fun time and things that are enjoy enjoyable. And, Man, the food is fantastic. And you, I promise you will give yourself permission just to sit down and sit back and to eat, you know, especially when, what was the place, Amy, that, that, that you found Lindsay's hospitality um, in Little Rock, Lindsay's hospitality in Little Rock. (laughs) Once we got there, and this was a place that um, when I say we went and scouted, like we actually went and scouted and Amy's a master at walking around and talking to people and saying, you know, what, what, what museums did you go to? What, what restaurants did you eat at? And Amy found this Lindsay's hospitality um, through talking with someone at, on the trip while we were there, we went there and it was like, ah. <laughs> you know, we just got to sit down. parted. <laughs> <laughs> And again, we ordered way too much food. Like we, you know, we, <laughs> when we were trying to figure out what should we budget for people, like, you know, how much will people say we had spent like 50, $60 each, but not everybody would do that. You know, we, we were just like, let's taste everything. <laughs> and everything was awesome. Uh, everything was awesome. And Amy's right. We drank about three glasses of sweet tea and it was I mean, it touched our souls, right? This like, sweet tea from Jesus himself. <laughs> really good. That's what he really turned the water into. <laughs> into that good sweet tea from Lindsay's Hospitality. <laughs> In Little Rock. I love it. So it was, it was, it, it was, you know, it, it was a great time. A lot of heavy material, but it will be. Um, so enjoyable to take this trip with believers and just a small group of believers so that we really get a chance to talk to everyone and get to know everyone. So is there a particular thing that sticks with you from the trip? We may have already talked about it, but um, Aran, let's start with you. Is there, you know, one thing that really you walked away with and you're still thinking about it in your, in your mind? Yeah. And what it was, was um, when we went to Central High School, and I really put, my, we, there's a, uh, an info center that we can go to, and it talks about um, 
what the kids went through. You really get to know the nine students that really had to work up the courage to go in every day and be verbally accosted, not only by their peers, but parents and people in the community that are, you know, 20 years older than them. I mean, imagine putting yourself, you're 14, 15, 16 years old, and you are experiencing this every day. Um, I know I had experienced some prejudice in, in my um, schooling years, but it is nothing compared to what these nine were experiencing. Um, that just really, my heart went out to them. And that really stuck with me. Um, the, the amount of uh, fortitude that they needed, training and um, support that they needed day in, day out, just to get through one year. And then the consequences that you'll learn of later as a guest um, of that school. Um, so I just thought that was very, uh, they were very impressive young people. They were very, very impressive. I agree with you. I agree with you. Amy, what about you? What sticks out with you? Um, probably like kind of a general thing was that we had been in Memphis and drove to Little Rock. And while we were in Little Rock, I noticed a lady um, at the Central High School um, in, in that building. And I was like, I know her. She was in Memphis yesterday. And I stopped her, of course, <laughs> and had to say, I'm not trying to be weird, but I think we were at Slave Haven together yesterday and, you know, and put that all together. And that right there just kind of clicked to me of the importance. We're not the only ones doing this. This is a big deal. And this lady's trip was like a five month long trip. I mean, it sounded amazing. She had started, but it, for whatever reason, I can't stop thinking about her journey and our journey and how many other people were on these journeys. Um, so I, I, that just continues to, um, to, to be, I, I picture her a lot when I'm thinking back of the trip and, and that we're all on these journeys and they're going to look different, but they're good, but God is weaving them together. Um, I also yesterday, but Slave Haven was a big deal for me in Memphis. Um, and some of the, um, when they talked about the songs that the slaves sung in the fields and the quilts, that a lot of that history, there was stuff there that I did not know. And when we were at a Christmas concert yesterday afternoon, they were singing a, um, a gospel song um, that was called the, um, like Jesus was born in the last month and they talked about, and it goes January, February. And I was like, I know more about that. Now I know that that could have been a sign that they were singing in the fields to each other. So those little nuggets that we walked away with that just, that's where I like to go deeper. That's where I like to make it more personal. And when it hit me all over again, yesterday, listening to this choir sing all these months. And I was like, I know if I research this, this is, this song is a message. It, this is not just about the month Jesus was born. Yes. This is a message to each other. And I love that connection. Yes. Yeah. 
I, I learned, I think I learned the most from Slave Haven. There were so many things about um, that kind of wrapped up the stories that I've heard from, right. from my parents and my grandmothers. Um, I learned so much about Slave Haven. I, at Slave Haven, I thought, you know, we could stay, stay here all day, but we had to keep going. Um, and, and Slave Haven is so special. So I'm so glad that it's on this, this pilgrimage that we get. And I think we get to go, we go to Slave Haven first, right? Um, go to Slave Haven first. And then, and then we, we keep going and Arong, I agree with you about Central Rock, um, high school, that exhibit man sticks out with me in so many different ways. But when we went to um, the National Civil Rights Museum, the Lorraine Motel, mm-hmm. and um, when you when we walk in, they have an exhibit where you get to see like the the slave ships and what it looked like, but you also get to hear the sounds of it. Mm-hmm. And I have not forgotten that exhibit. Like I think of that all the time. And I think of how um, just, you know, my heart is very thankful that we, you know, in, in my lineage are strong individuals that survived that mm-hmm. and that kept mm-hmm. their faith. Like you learned that in Slave Haven um, Museum, they kept their faith and um, they kept moving forward and kept trying to figure out ways to be free and how to not only free themselves, but free other people. And that's what those songs were about. And, um, you know, they just kept this moving forward. And these were strong individuals, individuals who loved the Lord and individuals who were so um, ingenious and, and came up with all of these different ways to pass the message around of how to um, find your way into freedom. So it just, there are so many things that, 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 you know, stick out. Now, um, I know that our time is getting short. So let me um, quickly ask you this question right before we, um, right before we uh, sign off. Many people I know, many people are looking for, um, Amy Bills, Amy, you hit on it before, they were looking for relationship. Um, so many will go on this trip and or many are, are listening to um, us talk about the trip today. They're looking for a place to belong and be accepted unconditionally. Um, we are all made and wired for relationship and wired for love. So in your opinion, Arang, let's start with you. Could going on this cultural journey help bring people together? For sure. I think what you'll learn from the very beginning, you had mentioned about the slave ships. That's how far back in history we're going to, to even put the civil rights pilgrimage or the civil rights um, history into context. And when you can see the history of why it happened, um, why slavery happened here in this country and um, what motivated people to sustain it, and then why the civil rights movement actually started and happened and had to um, persist. Um, What you're learning about is this, um, we're all a part of this human nature to want to be free, to have dignity, to be able to do that for others, like Amy said. Um, 
And when you realize that we're not just islands and we're not just ourselves individually in this great nation, it's this, it just reflects what we inherently know. And for whatever reason, we're just not doing. Um, so I think it provides you or it reminds us of who we actually are, you know, that we are loving people. We were created to love. We were created to share that love um, and do it joyfully. And I think that just got lost over time. And it needs to be repeated generation after generation just to sustain that. Um, I think just knowing that at the end of our trip is going to really help us tilt our approach to how we want to live going forward, uh, particularly when we are um, engaging with other people um, and also family members and friends. Yeah, and also internally as well. Sometimes we just need to forgive ourselves. Yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's that's a great answer, Amy. How about you? Um, um, going on this trip help bring people together. I think so. Um, I think that is what a pilgrimage is. Mm -hmm. And if you look at this, isn't a trip, and it's not a vacation. And if you kind of look at those things, but you look at the the point of a pilgrimage, and at the Civil Rights Museum in Memphis. Before you enter into everything, there is, um, it's called Outside the Lorraine, and it is a, um, just an exhibit, a quick exhibit, really with a focus of what is a pilgrimage, and it talks about um, a pilgrimage is going to change the assumptions you had. It talks about um, digging deeper um, into education and expanding your education. It's gaining access to new information. Um, but mainly at the end, what it talks about is bonding with your fellow pilgrims. And I think that's what we're going to do. I think we're going to bond with each other and we're going to gain a confidence to have these conversations that maybe we've been timid about or mm -hmm. awkward about because we weren't taught the right things or the depths of these things. You know, we, we know maybe this level, but we don't know all the intricacies and, um, and I think as a wrong, just like you were saying, it's going to give us this confidence to leave here, to leave this trip, continue the conversations and relationship with our fellow pilgrims, but also take that into our, around our tables at home with family, with friends, with neighbors, and mm -hmm. just really, um, I think there's the bond. Our family, we, our big bond is around the table, what the conversations happen around the table. And I feel like this already has given me a confidence to talk more about what we've seen and what we know. Amen. Amen. This is really about connecting with each other. It's about learning together. It's about bringing our faith into this conversation too, as well. I mean, I just, I just love that our church and our senior leadership at Highland Park United Methodist Church has um, blessed us to, to you know, be able to lead out in this way. And, and hopefully other churches will um, look at this and, and think this is important for us too. Like this is important so that we, um, so, so that we love each other, we know each other well, and that we are able to um, link arms in a way that we hadn't been able to do um, before. Like this is about building up the kingdom of God. It, and, and 
And Amy, like you said, this is this is not a trip. This is not a vacation. This is a pilgrimage, um, and 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 it's going to um, allow us to to be a family and be be a family of strong, strong, strong believers. So Arang and Amy, thank you all so much for joining me on the Every Heart, Every Woman show. Um, I I just you know I I love that we get to share our friendship that we've had um, with, with other believers. And this trip, uh, the pilgrimage will happen on February 2nd through the 5th, um, 2022. I will put the link in so that you can sign up with us. Reach out to um, any three of us if you have more questions. But you all, I thank you for your time and thank you for your hearts and, and in this work. Um, our show, Every Heart, Every Woman, is a program of Love Ministries, which is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. I will see you back here next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Mm-hmm.